Welcome to episode 65 of Wolvescast, the show that has already completed all of its New Year's resolutions. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Wolvescast. We're back for another week. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Our resolution was to do one podcast. Just one. And we're achieving it. Achieving it right now. That's we're the thing about it. resolutions. you got to set them at a level that's achievable. Don't say, I want the Wolves to win the championship this year. Say, make the playoffs. Absolutely. Something manageable. Yeah. Although, Becky told us on the Wives of Wolves cast episode that you actually had a New Year's resolution for the Wolves to make the playoffs one year. Neil, you can't affect that. That was it, yeah. It was my resolution was the Wolves make the playoffs. I thought um, if I, I, I could wish it into um, actually happening. But uh, it, it did not happen that year, it turns out. This week on the show... We are going to look at uh, the month of January. We are now in January, and uh, it's about to get real tough for the Wolves. We're going to talk about Tyus Jones. We have some all-star results, um, voting results to share with you. We have a lovely sponsor. Uh, we're going to do Mailbag. Lots of you sent in questions. Thank you so much for that. We're going to get to a whole bunch of them. Weekly Wolfies, a wonderful game, Limer Challenge, possibly. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be our show. So stick around. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one for you. Um, but let's uh, start off the show by talking about this last week. Scott, uh, did you get to get to see some basketball? Did you get to see some Timberwolves games this week? I watched them all this week. All right, all right. No recording misfires or anything like that. Love it. So I got to watch all the games. Got to see some really ugly jersey patches. And man, I'll tell you, I was so excited. My predicted almost came true. I said they were going to go six and one. Ooh. And then last night they had to drop it to the Nets. Go! Make it so five and close. two. So close. I'm more upset about my prediction being wrong than us losing that game. Like, whatever. It's a game. You <laughs> That's know? what you're rooting it, for. It's, it's, you know, it's a long season, 82 games. But uh, what I'm actually upset about is that the prediction was wrong. That was the only thing that really grinded my gears. Yeah, the Wolves went two and two um, since we last recorded. Um, they're now fifth in offense, 23rd in defense. Um, yeah, so they lost at Milwaukee and at Brooklyn. Which is, um, you know, it's it's a kind of a trend that's been happening. The Wolves are now four and eleven versus the Eastern Conference, and they're eleven nine on the road. We got the win in Indiana. That was nice, though. That's uh, we have to improve. Just easy as that. Easy as that. You know, that's a tough Eastern Conference. Everyone's always talking about the mightier <laughs> of the conferences. Uh, I was thinking about this today. I was just like, because you know, baseball fan here. Mm. Sometimes when a pitcher. Just changes leagues, you know he's going to be good because the hitters haven't seen his stuff yet, so he just dazzles them for a couple weeks. You get like yeah. a free couple weeks in fantasy baseball where if he switches leagues, you know you're going to be good for a little bit. And I was wondering if that's the case in basketball. Probably not because there's a lot more interleague play than there is in uh, baseball. But I was just like, does the East know all of Jeff- Jimmy Butler's tricks? Do they have the scouting report on Jeff Teague? Is that <laughs> the case? Point. They've just seen these guys too much. They already know how to defend Jimmy and stuff, whereas all the Western Conference is like, oh, Jimmy Butler, you know? Yeah, he's new. The he's scouting new the report. Conference. Yeah, the Western Conference teams don't have the scouting report on Jimmy Butler like the Eastern Conference teams do. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that, that could be. That very easily could be. Yeah, we have a bunch of Eastern Conference guys, and uh, all those teams are already scouted for those players. It's better than just believing we play down to our competition so consistently that we just don't bring it against the East. Yeah, no. I don't think that's how it works. But uh, And you know what? You know, you have a night, and the problem is we went to Brooklyn the night before. Mm. You got to get in their day off because there's too much fun stuff to do in New York. You know, yeah, that's a city where the bars don't really close, so you don't even realize how late you're out. You're like, hey, the bar's still open. It must only be like one or two, and you're like, wait, it's four. So, 
you know, not not the Wolves' fault. It's yeah. more New York City's fault. And that Milwaukee game, the Wolves played really well in it, but they lost. You know, in the final, you know, the final quarter was really bad. They, play, they really played three good quarters of basketball here. Got it was coming off the floor, coming off the back of the back to back on that one. So, I don't well, know. that's why that was the one I predicted because I said yeah, that was the schedule that was loss. The one, yeah. So I was ready for that when it happened. I was like, I told you so. But I thought we could get past the Nets. Yeah, they should have got that uh, that Brooklyn game. That was that was definitely a weird one um, the other night in Brooklyn. We get them uh, here in January, so hopefully we, uh, we can uh, avenge that loss uh, when they come to Target Center. How, how do you feel about the Nets? The name, the, just the name, the Nets. That's it's fine. I mean, I, it's the only you know name that's an actual part of the game. I guess right. right? It's n- uh, nobody it's a, in baseball is like the Minnesota gloves. You know, <laughs> no one's the gloves. No one's the sneakers. The backstop. Right. So it's kind of weird. I do like that it fits in with the New York Mets and the New York Jets. It's the Ooh, New, I never thought about the Brooklyn that. Nets. Yeah. So I like the rhyming scheme. It's the only redeeming part of that name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Timberwolves are playing well despite uh, dropping two games uh, this week. Um, things I wanted to be ten games good. over five hundred, but I guess I'm just gonna have to settle for nine. For nine, yes. Um, Rats. Cool. Anything else on this week, Scott? Uh, no. Let's continue on. Let's get right into. Oh no! I just broke your coaster in half. I shouldn't have been playing with it in my hands. Oh, it's cork. It's a cork coaster, and I'm just too strong. I'm too amped about the show this week, Neil. I'm too excited. Um, if you guys want to support the show, please send coasters to our house because uh, I'm down one now. I'll take a photo of it and then tweet it out at Wolf'scast. You can follow us and. Uh, you'll see the podcast setup, and you'll see just this this coaster I tore in half. Let's go ahead and get into full court press. Here's the tip. First up in full court press, we're talking about January. It is a new year. It's a new month. December was a great month, I would say, for the Timberwolves. I think they went ten and five. I want to say it's like their second best December ever. Um, uh, Jimmy's numbers were crazy. Cat's numbers were really good all month long. Towards the end of the month, I think they were doing this graphic before the Brooklyn game on the pregame show where they were like. We were like in our past eight games, we were like first in offensive rating and like fifth or something in defense. So we were doing it on both ends of the court. Yeah. Had Great some, month. Had some good home court stretches, you know, some stretches at home, mm. had some easy teams to play, you know. Yeah, it was rather soft. You know, that was the thing. You know, everyone talking about had to take care of business in, in December because uh, things were going to turn. Once we get to January, and, and now, we mostly did. Yeah, we mostly took care of business. Only a couple disappointing losses, and we even, you know, won a couple challenging ones there in, in December. But now we're into January. Uh, the Timberwolves um, are playing a league high seventeen games in January. Yeah, you do the math. There's thir- thirty-one days, I believe, in January, and uh, seventeen of those days. We'll be filled with basketball. Lots of back-to-backs. Yikes. Lots of, um, you know, right now we're in the middle of five games and seven nights. Uh, that's really hard. Lots that's, of ice baths. Yes. <laughs> Lots of recovery, hopefully. Uh, Tibbs talking about uh, ballroom walkthroughs, like in hotels and stuff. We need to talk to Tibbs. These 40 minutes are starting to add up. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add up here in January. They've uh, won one and lost one already in January, but lots of games to get to. And, the, and it's tough opponents, right, Scott? Uh, yeah, uh, 11 opponents in January have a winning record. They are over 500. Wow. So we, uh, I believe, had the fifth easiest schedule in the league up until this point. That's about to change. We're going to get tested. Uh, just looking at the upcoming schedule, we're at Boston, 
home against the Pelicans, home against Cleveland. That's three. Then we have the Thunder. So that's four right there. Yikes. In a row. Then we get a little break with the Knicks, who are still, I think, maybe above 500. I don't know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, hovering around 500. Uh, Then we got the Blazers. And then we have a quick trip to Orlando. That'll be nice. (laughs) But then we have to follow it up against the Rockets in Houston, back over Toronto, at the Clippers. Hopefully, everyone's still injured at that point, (laughs) at Trailblazers, at Golden State. Rematch against Brooklyn at home, and they just beat us, so I'm going to chalk that one up as a loss for the Wolves, obviously. And then at Atlanta and at Toronto to finish the month. That's just a murderous brutal. row. Just brutal right there. You get Toronto twice um, in the same month. You know, First matchup against Houston. Um, I believe it's the first matchup against Boston. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, you know, Cleveland for the first time. Uh, lots of just tough teams that we haven't seen before either, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, so so lots of tough teams. Hopefully, we can get a few of them. You know, we do have a nice five game homestand, um, like you mentioned early on: um, Pelicans, Cavs, uh, Thunder, Knicks, and Blazers. So a couple maybe wins you can say there. At least you be close. But uh, yeah, playing some of the best teams in the league. Hopefully, Harden will be out for that Houston game. You know, when we're at Houston, I'm hoping it's a kind of on the tail end of when they think he'll be out for two weeks or whatever. So you know, it's even more worrying to me. Mm. We have eight games against the West and seven against the East. We oh, sting no. against the East. I think That's the, even worse than the teams. It's the conferences we're playing. I think the name of the game in the month of January is be above 500. Can we go eight and seven? Can we go nine, nine and six? Like some, or whatever it might be. I don't know because I don't know how, how your math is doing right now. So Sorry. I don't know if we can, can do that. <laughs> can, yeah, what would it have to be? It had to be, We have 17 games. So, yeah, nine and eight. Yeah. We can go nine and eight. That'd be cool. I'd be down with that. I feel like our expectations need to change for this month. I'd be okay. We're 10 games over 500. I That's feel not like, going to be the case at the end of this month. Honestly, if we go like not even nine and eight, if we go like. Eight Let's and say nine. seven and I'm <laughs> seven, and ten. Seven, seven and ten, even yeah. like six and eleven. I'm not going to sweat it as long as our guys stay healthy. Seventeen games in thirty-one days—that is a lot of toll. And we know that Tibbs' rotation has been short. Thankfully, lately he's playing a few more players. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we get Jeff Teague back sooner than later because we're already the end of the month. burning yeah. the candle a little bit on Aaron Brooks's minutes. Mm. And uh, good to see Marcus George's hunts continue to stay in the rotation. Might have to even get some uh, time out of Justin Patton just to you know spell these people because. So many games in such a short period of time, it's it's going to be tougher to play the heavy minutes that we did in the past when our games were more spaced out. Yeah, so definitely. So I uh, am more worried about health than I am about the record because we gave ourselves a cushion. We did our job. We have yeah, a cushion now. True. Even if we have a really bad month, we'll probably end the month at 500. Yep. And then we probably just cleared the toughest month of the season off our schedule. I think we're ready for this. I think our team is rounding into form. They're looking good. And, uh, you know, this team has played to get played up to b- good teams and played down to bad teams. Yeah, a little so bit. So maybe we'll be even better against good competition because this is a team that shows up for the good games. Yeah, you're right. So 17 games. Get ready for that. It's fun fun for, you know, fans. Obviously, everyone listening. Fun to have 17 games in this month. Literally uh, more than every other night there will be well, <laughs> there will be a basketball game for fun you. Fun for here. us, not for the wives. Yes. <laughs> you know, they don't see as much of us. You and I are going to two games this month. Yeah. Already planned out. I already have tickets for lots of games, so it will definitely be fun. Um, should we keep it moving, Scott? Uh, I'm up for the challenge. Just keep it moving. All right. He's hitting up. Tyus Jones the, the, time. He in this is Tyus Jones. Yes. Tyus Jones is heating up. Tyus Jones, he is the new uh, starting point guard. For your Minnesota Timberwolves, Tyus Jones. Making a lot of people um, on Twitter happy. A lot of people are clamoring 
yeah. Matthias to remain in the starting lineup just because his numbers with the starters are really good. Seems like he has good, good chemistry. And, uh, you know, he's a grinder on defense. He's stealing all the balls until Brooklyn. He <laughs> wasn't turning anything over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, his um, steal-to-turnover ratio and assist-to-turnover ratio numbers, definitely incredible. Haven't looked at him today. He did have maybe his worst game of, of you know, since he's been starting fatigue um, there tonight in Brooklyn. I think he had one assist and four turnovers. Um, well, know. when you have to guard a monster like Dinwiddie, you know, <laughs> you're just going to have you're gonna have to let them score buckets, you know? But overall, Tyus has been awesome. You know, I think, you know, people suspected that he would have this in him, that he could step into a starting role. And people um, loudly oh, yeah. expected her. Oh, yeah. Speculated that he had this in him. You know, and he had, you know, stepped in fatigue when he was injured earlier in the season, starting two games. So we had an inkling of what he could do if given 30 minutes or so. But now it's actually happening. You know, a bunch of really good games. With him starting, really the starters don't drop off when he's on the floor. They're just as good as as with Jeff Teague. Unfortunately, um, the bench unit does drop off right. without Tyus. That so. is the problem. Is we the so. bench unit is is minus a Tyus now. If, if Jamal <laughs> is not having a great game, then that bench unit is terrible without Tyus on it. You know. Yeah, we've seen Jamal clank a lot of shots. Yeah, and, you is know, that some good games? Yeah, said? thankfully he's been mostly games. good. Crawford the last um, couple since Teague has been out. But yes, uh, we get into some different uh, different players. So yeah, Crawford's got to help out more. Jamal uh, heat check alert. Heat check alert. Jamal He's has never up. missed a heat check. He's never like no. made four in a row and just been like, <laughs> "That's good." I, I'm pretty sure Jamal's never ended a game unless it's a game winner on a made shot because he always has to shoot until he misses before he's like, "Okay, yeah. I better pass this next one." <laughs> Which it can be a good thing when you're in the zone, but I'm just saying it's it's he's the guy who always uses the heat check. Yeah, uh, but yes, so yeah, the the backup squad is compromised now that Tyce Jones is not with them. Uh, sadly, have had to have some some uh, some rough Aaron uh, Aaron Brooks moments. That's not fun, you know, to have, <laughs> to have him in there. He's um, real bad. But you know, they've only played him a couple minutes, a half, and just getting by is the name of the game, I guess. But Tyce has been solid, awesome three pointers. You know, just just very consistent from three, um, above the break, below the break, and then like you mentioned, his defense. His defense is is much improved, um, especially off the ball, getting the steals, getting in the passing. I lanes. mean, yeah, he's he does what he can. He gets in the passing lanes. He's very good at creating turnovers that way. He can't stay in front of his man. Unfortunately, we saw mm. that with Dinwiddie last night. Yeah, just like you know, he he has to compensate with his defense in other ways. But he's a guy who tries hard consistently on defense. I think that's something. And it always earns the fans' respects, and because sometimes you watch Teague and you're like, "Oh, Teague is going to let this guy blow by him on on defense, and then come back down the court and get those points on offense." And when you see yeah. Teague only trying on half the floor, you know you're like, "Oh, why don't you try harder?" You know you're a starter, and you see Tyus go out there and just try hard the entire time, and I think that endears Tyus to a lot of people when they watch the team. Something that I think you know you might have picked up on, you know, if you've watched any of the locker room footage, any of the sound clips from post game. Is it Jimmy Butler? And he seems to have taken Tyus Jones under his wing. You know, I feel like he's been big up in him the whole, um, you know, the whole season long. Every time Tyus is doing well, he gets uh, Butler gets asked about it, and and, and uh, you know he, he he talks about most outstanding player, and he talks about Duke, and obviously he talks about his brother. Trey Jones is my man. Trey Jones, you know. So we got Butler talking about Trey Jones, Tyus's brother. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, just, just I feel like that goes a long way to have 
you know, a multi-time all-star, the leader of your team, you know, talking about you, the backup point guard, you know, all the time. He he goes out of his way to do it, and I think that it goes a long way. It's kind of we can see it in Tyus's progress already. I returned to the workforce this week, Neil. Uh huh. Everyone in the office knows I'm a Timberwolves guy, and the buzz <laughs> has been about Tyus when they ask me. At first, it's like. Are the team is the team going to make the playoffs? I'm like, yes, wow. of course, yes. And then they, before they even talk about Butler, they're like, what about Tyus? So everyone's fascinated with Tyus. They wow. want to hear my thoughts about Tyus, and uh, you know, I think that he's a magnetic presence. Hmm. And also throwing down the slam. Can we appreciate <laughs> the slam dunk? The Incredible. way the whole bench got up for it. Incredible. I I didn't know he could do that. That no. was awesome. I I rewound it and watched it several times in a row. He had to go for it. I mean, he just felt like he was going to get blocked if he didn't do that, so he just went for it. Well, he really got earlier, up for it. Earlier in the game, or maybe it was the game before, where he, he missed a layup in a situation yep. like that. So yep, I yep, like yep. that he just went for the flush. Went for the full slam. Now, you know, dunk contest, Tyus Jones. We'll see. Maybe. The speculation's out there. Maybe. Well, shout out to Tyus Jones for playing well. Tyus, is, I mean, he's stones for a reason. That he is. All right. Let's keep it moving. we gotta, we got to talk about some more things in Timberwolves land. He's on fire! All-star results. They're here. The first res- the first all-star results um, voting returns are in right before we started recording. Thank you very much, NBA. Neil, before we go into the voting, can you tell me what the breakdown is? Is it all voting? Is it Does it only matter with the voting? To you get know, it's been a selection? couple of years now. They switched it up. It is no longer, I think this is the second or third year where they have a new algorithm for who gets voted in? The Zaza Pachulia rule. If you yes, will. exactly. So it is no longer just fan votes for the starting five. Um, it is some um, you know amount of you know fan votes. I believe count for fifty percent of the vote. Um, I think twenty five percent are the other players. They all vote for who should be the starting five, and then a media vote determines um, as well. So they put all those things together. It's all weighted, and uh, you get your you get your starting five. So what we have in my fr- takeaway from these early voting, yeah, is that Zaza's fans have really abandoned him. Where are they? He's are not we, even in the top where's ten. Where's Jeremy of Lin? Where's Zaza? Where are all these guys? Well, where's... Jeremy Lin's in the East, and we're looking at the West. Oh results, yeah, so. Lin could still be up in there. Um, but yeah, so so we're talking about starters right now, and we are looking at just the um, just the fan votes. The reserves will be chosen um, by the coaching staffs um, of either side, and then a new wrinkle this year is all the players then get put into one pot, and uh, two captains will choose. So it will not be East versus West. The players will be chosen East versus West, and then they'll all get mixed up. But yes, we do have our first res- first returns for 2018 NBA All Star voting. One of the weirdest things is seeing Butler listed as a guard. Butler's a guard. This I just year. don't consider him a guard in my mind. He's a forward in my mind. You know, just because yeah. he's, he's he's taller than Wiggins, so switchable. It just, yeah, he can switch with um, with threes and fours and stuff. So. It is strange. What are positions? What do they what even mean they? in the NBA these yep. days? People, I mean, we're, we've already went away from him. It used to be two guards, two forwards, and a center. Yeah. And now it's just backcourt and frontcourt. Yep. And now they're mixing it up even once they get into the, you know, they're yeah. mixing it up. So I think even we're just further. getting away from positions. Yeah, I wonder if, like, in the picking, the playground-style picking thing, if they'll have to do guards, but I don't think they will. It'll just be whoever you want. I think all the guards are going to go first, you know. True. That's how you win. That's how you win in this uh, game. Let's break down the top ten real quick. Guards, it's not a surprise in the West. Steph Curry, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, top four. No surprise there. All of them have been all-stars before. One of them will probably be MVP this season. Um, my bet's on Harden, obviously. Um, then number five, bit of a surprise, Manu Ginobili. <laughs> How? 
250,000 or 231,000. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because San Antonio fans wanted to vote for someone because they were like, actually, San Antonio fans showed up because Manu's number five and in the front court, Kwai's six and Lamarcus Aldridge is 10. So that's three Spurs. And the voting, they killed it. so they killed it. They did a great job, you yeah. know. Got to got to pay respect to the fan bases that you know support their teams. Minnesota fans, we got to get up the voting a little uh-huh, bit. Uh-huh. Chris Paul is at number six for backcourt uh, guards. Um, Damian Lillard, who's always snubbed for the All Star game every single year, is seven. Lonzo Ball, number eight. <laughs> Lakers fans coming out and supporting the rookies. Brand, the big baller brand vote. Lonzo eight. Devin Booker nine. Jimmy Butler just squeaking in at ten with. 88. 88. 88. That's so small. 88,000 votes. That's so small. He needs way more. Yeah. So uh, let's make sure we get that voting up. Do um, you want to talk about the guards real quick before we go to the front court, Neil? Yeah, I mean, uh, the guards get two get two slots uh, for the for the starters, so it's pretty clear that'll be Steph and um, Harden, unless Westbrook can, I don't know, do something here. I mean, he's yep. 150,000 votes behind Harden at this point. I don't think it's going to happen for him. Yep. Uh, uh, the only reason Westbrook would start is if Steph tweaks his ankle and can't play. Yeah. Um, but I think if we can think about what might happen as far as what the coaches might pick out of this group, I think you know Westbrook, Thompson, um, Dame Lillard are, are locks um, to be selected nope. as, as reserves. Neil. Have, no, the, co- have the coaches ever picked Lillard? Lillard? Have the coaches ever picked Lillard? He was, added as, a, he was added as an injury, injury replacement. replacement. No, he will be picked. And I think Butler will be in that group too, though. I think yeah, those coaches are going to pick Butler. Yes, they're That's great. the thing. You don't have to worry. He's not, you know, yeah. obviously maybe you don't have to vote for Butler then. Because, I mean, the fan votes will play a, a, some kind of weight into it, right? But Yeah, it, I mean, maybe in their minds. But yeah, the, the coaches just straight pick. They don't have to go by you know a, a certain pool of who was picked by the fans or whatever. They and just the pick co- who they want. The coaches and they will care about things like win-loss records. Yep. If we're in the fourth seed or even the fifth seed in the West, they're going to be like, the Timberwolves have to be represented with an all-star. Yep. Jimmy's their best player. He's the guy we game plan around the most. And that's how these guys get picked. Moving to the front court for the West, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and DeMarcus Cousins are your top three at this point. Uh, Draymond Green, um, he's fourth right behind um, DeMarcus, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Carmelo Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns is eighth um, in this group. Kyle Kuzma, a shout-out to Lakers right there, Lakers. right behind him um, at ninth. And then LaMarcus Aldridge bringing up the rear at 10th. It's important to realize Kuzma has 50,000 more votes than Lonzo Ball. Wow, that's uh, he's he's been the better player this year. So I Three guess that makes Thunder sense. players so. in the top ten. We got Westbrook, George, and Melo. Yeah, in the front court, as far as you know, what the coaches might pick here. You know, again, the top three are locks. Draymond Green, I believe, um, is going to be in there. Paul George, eh, I don't know about that. Uh, Kawhi, I don't and think Mello. the co- I don't think the coaches are going to vote for Kawhi. Kawhi, Melo, it's an easy one for them out. to just be like, hey, you didn't play enough games. Yeah, Kawhi, Melo, Kuzma are out. I believe it will be Lamarcus Aldridge, Carl Towns, um, George, and Green as your through as your um, four. Reserves there for for the front court in the West, but it gives us an idea of sort of the pool anyway of what we might be looking at. I think, I think Towns needs to continue working hard and continue to have a month like December because coaches yep. kind of listen to the national media and the huge national month. media huge soured month. on Towns early in the season, and now it takes longer for them to come around and realize, oh, he had a great month, so he needs to keep having a great month so that by the end of January, when these coaches have to make their decisions, Towns is fresh in their mind. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt if we kept winning either, right? That'd be nice. 
Anything else on All Star stuff? Um, I have announced my candidacy for the dunk competition this oh, year. Oh, good to know. Good so to know. Just stay tuned to see if I get selected. All I've right. been working on a lot of stuff in my driveway. You gotta give us some like teaser videos where it's like you running to the hoop, like you're gonna do a dunk, and then yeah. it cuts out, and you hear the slam. Mm-hmm. That's that's the move right see there. See the crowd reaction. Wow. You know, I'm gonna have people being like, "Hold me back, hold me back." You know, I'm trying to get off the seat. No, sit back down. Ah, wonderful. All right, time to pay some bills. Um, time to get to sponsor. It is um, a new sponsor, as it is pretty much every week. Our sponsor this week is Obstructed View Seating. That's right. It's a new service. Um, they are, um, you know, they're part of they're part of arenas all over the country, all over the world, probably. You know, they team up with um, lots of lots of the higher echelon teams. You know what I mean? They only they only come to markets and they only come to arenas where things are going well. You yeah, know? the Minnesota branch of Take My Ticks, Take My Tickets is yeah. out of business pretty much Ugh. because there's just not there's so much demand now. There's so much demand, lots of games, games on weekday nights are sellouts. And Crazy. it's not even it's like against the Cavs, no, no, against the Warriors, no, it's against the Nuggets. Yeah. We're getting sellout games. Wow. So it's harder. Neil and I are used to waltzing into Target Center willy-nilly, sitting where we like. Wherever you want. Worried about finding a ticket. You want to go to the game an hour before the game? No big deal. The Andersons got tickets to the game? No big deal. The game is never sold out. But now, that is a real problem for Minnesota Timberwolves fans. So if you promised your kid you're going to the game, you forgot to get the tickets, or something like that. But it's sold out. It's sold out. Already sold out. Well, obstructed seats, obstructed viewing seats. Yes. Seating. Man. They're, They're here for you. They are here for you. They've got seats all over the arena, and as the name implies, the view might not be the greatest, but you're in the arena, you're, you're the watching building. the games, you're you get to feel the, the heat of NBA action, and really isn't that what it's about. So we got a lot of different sections too. There's choice galore. I mean, yeah. one of the most popular ones is in the rafters, Way up sitting there. in the rafters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crunch doesn't repel down them anymore, so there's more room for you to sit there and, you know... At the end of the game, maybe the confetti will be shot out from below your feet. Someone will ask you to um, please throw this wallet of money down uh, to some fans. You know, stuff like that. You get to be a part of the game ops when you're up there. Uh, you can also sit in the scoreboard. Yeah, that's right. In the middle of the scoreboard, looking mm-hmm. down. Um, do you get to see the baskets? No, you don't. But you get to see up close and personal when the transition goes across the center court line right there. You get to see some fast breaks. Everything on the screen is backwards when you're in the inside. It's it's cool. It's weird, but it's cool up there. You can stand in the tunnel where the dance team stands, mm. except you got to wait for the dance team to go on the floor. Then you can stand in the tunnel and it's watch. It's a temporary seat. Yeah, uh, you, get a, you just get glimpses. And really, it's glimpses of the dance squad because they're going to want their spot back when they get, get done with their routine. Um, a very special new feature they have um, for this season is you can um, be in a mascot costume. Um, so for the Wolves, that is Air Crunch. The inflatable. Um, the, the inflatable um, Crunch little guy. You can fit in there and you, kids, can, you can watch the game from you in have there. kids with you. You can be Chomper. Perfect. The smaller air inflatable Perfect. guy. Perfect. You can also be under the court. We have that brand new Ooh. court, center court logo. You probably saw that green North Star in the center court logo. It lights up. You thought that was just a cosmetic feature. No, it's glass. You can sit under the court and look up through the floor. Yeah, up in the Timberwolves uh, banner uh, banner area. You know, we're kind of lacking in the banners, you know. So there's but, plenty of room up but there. That's all right. They will hang hang you um, from um, your shirt um, uh, on the banners so you can just be hanging there hanging out next to um, you know the division championship from 10 years ago or whatever or from 15 years ago that could be you just hanging there watching the game 
You know, the United Center has at the very top of the arena, third third deck, mm. uh, in the very back behind the, the highest seats in the arena, they have standing room only. Yes. Well, the Timberwolves are introducing aisle seats only. Ooh. You can sit in the upper deck and towards the top, but you sit in the aisle. Which sit are, right in the aisle. Stairs are naturally like chairs. Stretch those legs out. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, don't question why it's so sticky. One of our uh, favorite new seats um, is the suite level hallway. Um, there's lots of television screens over there. Um, there's lots of, uh, you can get some free nibbles, some free food that might be um, passing you by. You just got to keep it moving, you know, just uh, check out um, all the different suites, sample a little bit, but get out of there before someone realizes you're not supposed to be in that suite. I've heard if you dress really nice, you might get tips if yeah. you're just hanging around. Just look like you're supposed to be there and you'll be okay in these seats. Or you're if you're not a suite level guy, you're more of a lower deck yeah. person of the people. Yeah. What you can do is get the keep it moving concourse seat. You get a look in the section section entrances, but you got to keep it moving. You got to keep walking in a circle. Yeah. And you can just keep peeking in the you know in the entrances. The new renovation has some uh, some standing areas, so you can you can blend in for a little bit, but mostly you got to keep it moving. Just just keep walking in a lap. It's a good way to get your step count in for that day. Um, you know, and, and get a little fitness going while you're watching the game. But yeah, that's um, just some of the a few of the options that you might find um, with obstructed view seating. They feature uh, Target uh, Target Center now, so make sure you go uh, check them out and uh, get your tickets for next time you're at Target Center. You fans wanted a good team, now you got one, and this is what you have to deal with. Making lemonade out of lemons, it's obstructed view seating. Visit them today and use promo code NEALSTASH. Promo code NEALSTASH to get 20% off your first Obstructed View seating tickets. Thank you to Obstructed View Seating for their support of Wolves Cast. And up next, it's time for Mailbag. It's a 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. We want to hear from you, and indeed we did hear from you. Thank you to everybody who... Sent in the tweets. We didn't even have to make up any questions this week. All real, all natural, real Twitter.com questions coming to you today on the show, everybody. First one coming to us from our editor, the Daily at the Daily Wolf on Twitter. You know him as John Meyer. You know him as the guy who writes on canishoopus.com quite well. Um, he had a question about Jimmy G Buckets. He says, what's your favorite thing about Jimmy G Buckets? And if one were to put up a statue of him in Minnesota, where should it go? Also, what's his pose? Is he in a defensive position, locking someone up, shooting a fadeaway, straight flexing? Or do we have to wait for an iconic playoff moment? Thank you, John. Um, great question. Uh, the statue. You know, over you, – you're a baseball guy, right, Scott? You know, I, I've dabbled. Okay, cool. Around Target Field, there's seemingly dozens of statues. They got them for everything. Mm-hmm. They're all over there. Too many statues. One <laughs> too many. Say. Get rid of that Calvin Griffith one. That dude is a racist. So do the Timberwolves have too many statues at this point? What do we have, Mike in? No, they have one too many statues, and that one extra is called Sid Hartman that we don't need. <laughs> 
Who gives a statue to a guy before he dies? Yeah, that's a little uh, premature, I would say. I mean, I'm okay with the Ken Herbeck one, because I like him. Yeah. But, come on. We got Mike in. You know, he was in the lobby. I I think he still is in the lobby. They just moved him into the new lobby. Um, Mike is still alive, too, I believe, right? uh, Good question. Not sure. Maybe. Maybe not. But, um, we need. you're right. There will be a time when Jimmy Butler... Um, you know, gets a statue. I feel like it's. It, it might be a little too early to say, but w- what we've already seen, um, I feel like it's coming. The, there is going mm. to be a Jimmy Butler statue. Mike is happening. Five. Okay, Mike in. Rest in peace, bro. Um, but Jimmy but- Butler statue for me right now it is the defense. I want to see him down, defensive stance, arms out. Um, I know his nickname involves offense. But to me, what he's done for this team and so far what he's meant for the organization is really showing, obviously, the team is still struggling on the defensive end a little bit. They're way ahead in offense, uh, further ahead in offense than they are in defense. But to me, when I think about Jimmy Butler, I think about his commitment to defense and, and what he can do on that end of the ball. So, you know, I'd like to see I'd like to see that. Plus, it's an easier statue to make. It's harder when you have to have a guy making a shot or having a ball in their hands or in a in a jump shot pose or something like that. The Shaq one that was recently unveiled in, in L.A. I think is pretty cool where he's That's suspended doing the dunk. That one's a good one. But um, for me, it's it's definitely the lockdown D. What about you, Scott? What do you got? That's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Cold-Blooded Butler. Cold-blooded. Where, where, where is your statue, Neil? You didn't say where. Yeah. For- I would like to propose that if he's in a defensive st- stance, you put him courtside. So maybe some players will mistake him as an extra man. You get a little extra you know, six-man on the court vibe. Yeah, I think, or maybe he could be at the emergency exit. Like, don't leave. Don't oh, leave. I'm guarding you. I'm you guarding know? you. Get back Stay in that in arena. <laughs> Go back in. Turn around. Well, I like the idea of giving him a statue. And let's do it now because that way he'll resign <laughs> with us. You know, how are you going to leave a place that hey, gave you a statue already? Good idea, yeah. And what I want to do is have him at, uh, you know, what's the bar is attached? I'm blanking right now. Yeah, it was Hubert's and then it wasn't. And then it was, I don't know what they call it anymore. Well, I think maybe we'll have several statues then. Yeah. Any downtown bar in Minneapolis can apply to get their Jimmy Butler statue. And he's going to be standing by the door because he's always there come closing time. <laughs> yes. He's ready there. You know, oh. at the end of at closing time of the games, he's there. That's his time to shine. And so I just think at the end of bar close, having a Jimmy statue right next to the door of the bar, it could be, you know, it's kind of like the Tecumseh statue from Cheers, yeah. you know, that sits in the entryway of Cheers. So I just want Jimmy there, maybe looking casual. Maybe, you know, he's styling. I don't even need him in a basketball jersey. Just, you know, get him one of those fits. He's got so many good outfits. And just have him hanging out. Maybe different outfits for each bar. I love it. Kind of like how they had the different peanut statues all over the state, you know? Yeah, get different artists. That's to what I'm saying. Them. Different artists make different Jimmy Butler statues for different bars. And the he's there come closing time. All right. What's our uh, next question, Scott? Do you have that? Uh, you, you go ahead and do this one. What, what do we got? What this we got? is from at Wasman. No first name. Just at Wasman. Uh, thank you for following us, Wasman. The question is, do you think there is an in-season trade to be made with this team? Or is this the team plus maybe some G League call-up like Brown or Patton? Yeah, lots of people wondering. You know, we got trade deadline about a month away um, now at this point. What could the team do to get better? And uh, it's yet to be seen. I think most Wolves fans would like to see um, us add some wing depth, as you would. Uh, That's kind of where the team is weakest. We don't really need another big... um, Point guard, I mean, I guess you could say that with Teague's injury that you might need that. But, you know, I think a veteran swing man type of thing, a 3-4, a 2-3 would be good. Everyone wants um, Jared Dudley 
uh, from the Suns. That's a popular one. So if anything's going to happen, I think it might be something like that. The problem is, as we've mentioned uh, many, many times on this show, that is um, the shallowest position in the league. Those guys are hard to come by, especially, you know, we want a shooter. We want a defender. It's hard to get a guy like that who can shoot and defend or whatever you want. So it's it's a bigger ask than you might think. But for me, if they're going to do something, I feel like that's what, what it might be. What about you? I don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah, the team's playing really well. Tom Thibodeau has made two trades as the GM. He traded Ricky, and he traded for Butler. That's it. He's not a guy who does midseason alterations, and he's not a guy who's going to be trading at the trade deadline when it's all like, oh, you know, if you want him, we know we have you until the deadline, and it's just it seems like you can't get as much. I think he's a guy who likes to do things at his own speed, and he's also not a guy who to overreact and bring new players in. Does anything you know about Tom Thibodeau make you think he's going to bring in a player like hastily? No. Yeah. No, he's not going to do they're that. Pretty, they're, they're on pace right now. It's not like they're way behind where they should be or something like that, where they need to, hey, we're not even in the playoff picture now. we got to add a guy. They're sitting pretty, so... Unless this month goes terribly or something else happens, I can't imagine a, a bigger trade. Maybe something smaller to move some money around. And this is the thing where it hurts you to have your coach also be your GM. Because yeah. if he had more free time on his hands, maybe he'd try to do something cute with Shabazz, trade him for a second-round pick or do something like that. But I just, I, don't, I think he's just going to be like, nah, Shabazz can sit there. You know, like, yep. he can just be here. All and, right. and so I just think no. And I also don't think we're going to see any G League call-ups unless there's some major injuries, especially Patton. I want to see him too. But unless someone in the front court gets injured, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, we're good. We're good there. Um, great. Next question comes to us from JB, at JB John Bender on Twitter. It is John. He's uh, very, um, you know, very, very, uh, you know, he's always in here for, for mailbag. So thank you very much, John, for that. His question uh, this week is, do you have a secret way to beat the traffic? Um, out now that uh, all the games are selling out. Yeah, Target Center is a little bit uh, crowded these days, as you mentioned. Two sellouts in a row. It is crowded. Getting out of the game is very crowded. Um, the number one secret is just to go down to the street. Just hit hit the nearest yep. exit down to the street level. Problem is, it's uh, minus ten degrees outside. So if you choose, as we do typically, to you know leave our jackets in the in the car so we don't have to deal with them, like in the seats, then that's not an option for you. But if you do have a jacket, you don't mind walking a few blocks. Just get on the street and get out as soon as you can. And you don't have to walk all the way back. What, no. What we would normally do is you know get, get past First Ave, get past Hennepin, and then on Hennepin where that theater is. Yep. Just walk right in there. Yeah. Walk one or two blocks and then get back up into the skyway but even if you wanted to just cross the street now where the mayo clinic square is they have entrances to the skyways there now it's not like block e and so like even if you could just run across the street the bottlenecking all happens at the point of exit at the skyway in the target center that's where all the bottlenecking is so if you could just get past the bottleneck and get back up into the skyway i mean what a great way to wake yourself up after a toasty (laughs) tim rolls game you know i find if i'm toasty for a while i can go outside for like a minute or like 90 seconds or even two minutes without getting cold even if i didn't have my jacket on me Exactly. Um, there's also the new Skyway um, outside section 126. That helps a little bit, although that was quite jammed up um, the other night as well, um, exiting the Denver Nuggets game like two weeks ago. So, you know, even though with the ex- the, the new exit into the Skyway, it's going to be rough. Uh, but that's just how it is. Our new, uh, our new landscape of the Timberwolves being good. There's also another way. We're gentle people here in Minnesota. Mm. We wait our turn. But if anyone doesn't want to wait their turn, you can really cut through that line like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, we'll say sorry if All you're you have behind to say us. is, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Or come up with something like uh, emergency, emergency. And then you could just plow through people. You yeah. know, they're all going to move. They're going to think you're a jerk for about like 
15, 20 seconds, and then they're going to forget you existed because we're a passive person, people. So I'm not going to do that because I'm from here and I'm also a passive person. But, you know, I'm just saying that's a viable option. If you've got it in you, you can do it. <laughs> as long as you don't leave early. That's the worst way to beat it. Don't leave Never early. Never leave early. Don't leave early. Unless it's like 40 point leaders. And then, I mean, if it's cold or something, the there. court, maybe. But Get out of there. Then. Even then. Yeah. Next one. All right. Our next question is from at the Hyper Bowl. No Better name. than the Super Bowl, the Hyper Bowl. As much as, do you think it's a play on hyperbole? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Mm-mm-mm. As much as Tyus is needed here, and we love him to pieces, are the Wolves going to have to ba- have the bank to keep him? Probably other teams out there need a guard like him and might even be able to pay him. Yeah, so Tyus Jones, his future in Minnesota, what does it look like? Um, question. Uh, the, the nice thing is uh, with that is that he has a uh, team option for next year. So he's currently being paid uh, not even a million and a half dollars um, this year for his contributions, and next year has a team option for about two point five million dollars. Team will exercise that. That's yes. a bargain. Yep, they will use that. So next year he'll still be on the books for for quite a deal, and then I believe he'll go into restricted free agency. I guess. I mean, we'll have his bird rights, and we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to. He'll be restricted free agent, so whatever offer he gets from another team. We'll have the option to match it. Uh, we can maybe. I think what might happen is maybe they could agree to a, a you know a smaller extension with him or something like that, um, just to keep his price down before he gets um, into you know restricted free agency where he's getting other offer deals. The Wolves might have to sign. Hey, if things keep going the way they are, you never know what lower level team. Might want to sign. I disagree. Tyus Jones. I disagree. Uh, there are so many guards out there. I and you know it's a saturated even, position even a for chari- sure. Uh, the most charitable I could be to Tyus is that he'll be good enough in two years to make you think that maybe you could have him as a starting guard. But he's probably if he's your starting guard, you're probably not making the playoffs. I love Tyus too, but I think this is one of those cases where we love our guy too much because if you go to you know. Every other team, they, most teams have a very solid backup point guard. Sometimes that backup point guard is where you want to get like the older, more washed veterans for that veteran leadership, the Mo Williams types or whatever. Yeah. I just think that it's, it's such a saturated point guard market that I don't think that there's going to be a competition for Jones. And so I'm not worried about it. I think that's one thing you don't have to worry about. I can't see any team outbidding us to such a high degree that it's like, oh, well, we can't match that. I just think I, I don't see it happening. I, I, think, I can't see a team doing that. I think the real answer right now is it's too early to tell. It's just so far out from like two summers or a year and a half from now, what the market will be like, how will he have progressed or or declines um, since then. Um, but what we do know for the Wolves is that they kind of have the team they're going to have um, after they, you know, sign Wiggins and after they sign Towns. You know, they're not going to have a lot of money to work with. So re-signing Tyus might be an issue, even if it's just for a little bit more money. But by then, you just don't know what's going to happen. How much is he going to command and what can you do for other guys? Can you move other guys to make room for Tyus, even if he is coming? in on the cheap so hopefully that will be the situation for Tyus Jones Um, another question from the Hyper Bowl where the hell are the Taj jerseys I'm assuming at the Gibson household yeah I saw uh, the Indiana game there were some people sitting courtside with the Teague jerseys on I'm guessing that was some of Teague's family he's from Indianapolis And that's the kind of thing. It's like the jerseys you don't see in stores, the players' families are wearing them. Where are they? You can get them custom made, um, maybe at a Dick's Sporting Goods or something. I don't know. That's going to have to be your way because they're not available online at all right now. But maybe by the end of the season, we'll see them in the team store or something like that. Keeps playing like he's playing. Final question comes to us from friend of the show, Lincoln Scully. He is at Skullness. I don't want to be concerned um, friend. Uh, at Skullness on Twitter. He writes, do you miss that guy, Zach? That won the dunk contest that one time. Do we miss Zach Levine? 
Um, he hasn't played yet for the Bulls um, this season, so it's a little kind of hard to miss him. Haven't really seen him in the New Jersey. Haven't seen him balling out yet. You don't get but the envy of watching him play for another it's team. It's really hard to miss Zach Levine and Chris Dunn right now when Jimmy Butler's been out, you know, otherworldly. You know, he's just been so good that there's no way you can miss the guys that we traded for him. That's so. not that's not true. I miss his effect that he had on Wiggins. He's always getting Wiggins to smile. You got to, you know, you're the bounce bros. Sure. Wiggins had a kinship with Levine, and it just seems like Wiggins is a little, you know, he was already a pretty quiet and serious person. He seems just a little bit more so without his buddy, Zach. So on the court, no, I don't miss Zach Levine. But off the court, you bet. What a fun guy to have around. There it is. That's Mailbag. Thank you to everybody for sending in their questions. Really appreciate it. We'll do it again in a few weeks. Thank you, everybody. Let's keep the show moving. Weekly Wolfies. Presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly Wolfies is the segment where we give an award for something good or bad. I'll get us started here. Um, I want to give my Weekly Wolfie to the Barclays Center. That's right, way out in Brooklyn. Um, It's not Timberwolves related, but as I was watching the Wolves game the other night, I was just struck by the beauty of Barclays Center. Obviously, it's probably like the second or third newest arena in the league, so it's still sparkling. Um, I've heard great things about the food they have there, about the amenities they have there. That comes with any brand new arena. But I just like the lighting most of all. I just love how incredible they do the theater lighting, which um, L.A. does and uh, the the Garden does in in Madison Square. So I I just love that look. Um, I love the herringbone court. They also have like the subway tile, like word mark on the end zones. Um, Those look wonderful. Uh, I like how the paint is black and you see all the scuffs. For non-football fans, are called the baselines. So the baseline, I was called the end zone. Uh, the the yeah the baseline subway tile kind of font that is awesome. And then this, I think it's new this year or the year before. They've added a live organist um, to play the jams. You know, they get to just play whatever music they want. They can play new, uh, like newer melodies from like, uh, you know, recent top 40 songs and, and hip hop songs. Although and I heard enough Jay-Z last night that I made me wonder <laughs> if they're still contractually obligated yeah, have to play to. some Jay-Z yeah, music. Suddenly have to. A lot of Jay-Z. But yeah, I, it seems like a rad place to see a game. I would love to do that. And I just appreciate uh, all, everything they do to, to just make it look and sound awesome in there. Barclays Center is my weekly Wolfie. Scott, what about you? Well, it's very much on the same page with you while you like all the stuff about the nets presentation the court the cool logo the cool arena used to be cool jerseys but not anymore they have the worst jersey sponsor in the league it's already been a dumb week for jersey sponsors because the harley davidson patches really mess up the bucks i mean it kind of works because everything's garish in wisconsin you go to any truck stop and you're gonna see like camo green with orange and stuff and harley stuff so it looks ugly in a way that's very fitting for wisconsin's aesthetic but the milwaukee bucks used to have the best some of the best jerseys in the league and that orange patch really ruins it for me (laughs) and this is even worse it's it's the company's called Infor. They're a software company. Do what some is cloud-based that? computing stuff. <laughs> have a lot of employees. But the thing is, they are like, okay, well, our logo is a word. It's our name and a square box around it. We better put a giant white <laughs> square box up in the corner. It just looks like a geometric shape. It looks terrible. It ruins some of the best jerseys 
that we had in the NBA. Those all black Brooklyn jerseys. So cool. Now it is so ugly. Thank you, Fitbit, for not being like, hey, Ooh. we have our logo. Let's make it surrounded with giant empty white space so that people can really see our name. They're like, no, we're going to look cool. We're going to integrate right into the jersey. We just need our word mark. We don't need a giant you know, logo space behind the word mark. So what are you doing in for? I've got, I didn't know about you, but now I know about you. I have a disfavorable opinion about you. I don't think you're a cool company because you ruin those jerseys. So pish posh on M4 and the Brooklyn Nets. There's some things that money shouldn't be able to buy. It's a gross thing. It ruined the jerseys. They're the weekly wolfie for bad stuff this week. The square is just is just crazy. Like it's so large. It's like yeah. there's only a few. There's only a few of them that have to have like the background square on it, but. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just and these so are patches in the jersey. If you've ever worn a jersey with patches on, you know, like the big, big the bigger they are, the it's more awkward they feel. So it's kind of it's got to be weird to wear too. It's just it's a terrible. I, I mean, I challenge you to find a worse jersey sponsor than that. It's so ugly. Get out of here, in four. All right, that's weekly wolfies keeping the show moving. Time to play a game. All right, Neil. Let's finish out the game with the show with a game. I saw the Rainer had an article on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. I think it's like the 20th anniversary. Oh, cool. Shout out to Wait 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 Don't Wait Wait Don't Tell Me in Public Radio because we stole this game from your show, the Limerick Challenge. Yes. And so I've got three limericks here for you, Neil. As always, I will read the limerick. Limerick, you'll finish it off with the final word if you can. Okay. Yes. Uh, limerick time. I love I love this game. So do I. Sometimes I have to make you repeat that. We'll see. <laughs> I, I like it, though, because sometimes it gives the fans more time at home. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. First one. He has the clutch gene in his bones. In his game, he constantly hones. The most outstanding player keeps adding many layers. Obama called him Tyus. Stones. That's right. Stones. Yeah. It's one thing to have a cool nickname. It's another thing to have a cool nickname given to you by Barack Obama. That is crazy. Coolest man alive. That That's incredible that, yeah, that Barack. I take it back. Not coolest man alive, but definitely coolest president. Barack, Barack. Tyson, I mean, he stones for a reason. That's right. All right, Neil. Next. Barack is that reason. That's right. I mean, that's great. If he gives you a nickname, you're, you're keeping it, yeah. regardless of what it is. So you got lucky you got a good one. Um, next up, Neil. Second Limerick. Playing the same position as Kevin. His season is manna from heaven. In Brooklyn, it's cool to represent your school. That's why Taj wears... 67. Yes. On the broadcast last night, we found out the reason Taj wears 67... I didn't know it. His school in Brooklyn was... uh, PS. PS 67. It had a name, too. I don't remember it. And apparently, he asked kids in the neighborhood this summer what jersey number he should wear. The kids came up with it. So. I love that. I didn't know that before the season started, so that's, that's awesome. Great backstory. Way better than Belly being like, I'm wearing 87 because I wanted to wear 8 and Zach Levine already has it. You know? Or just like nobody else has ever worn this number. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Be at least 88. You know what I'm saying? All right, Neil, you ready for the last one? Let's go. One more. Forget the Vikings and Twins. The Wolves have 24 wins. Show that you care by rocking some flair. Shop Wolves Cast to buy some hot pins. Oh, wow. That's right. Advertisement in the Limerick Challenge. Are you like Neil and you have way too many Wolves jerseys, (laughs) sweatshirts, shirts, hats? It's almost like there's no more room in his closet and you can only wear so many jerseys to the games. But why don't you spice up your look? 
you can add cool little wolves accessories to really ratchet up your appearance and that's what these pins will do they go on anything like jerseys they look really good on jerseys some of our jacket. friends wear them on like blazer jackets or ties yep. even yep yep get you if you have a jacket uh you know out here in the winter it's cold you can get some uh, flare up on there we have two pins for you. So yeah, just uh, head on over to wolvescast.com. You can get either choose the Tom Thibodeau with the mullet, or you can get the KG for MVP license plate, or either maybe one. get them both. Get you them know, both. they look good together, and uh, you know, we'll do it soon. We'll throw in free shipping for now. Free shipping for now. Free shipping. We'll make sure you get it. Uh, won't cost you anything. We have pins. We have enamel pins for sale. Go grab one at wolvescast.com. Uh, link will be in the show notes. All the cool if you're kids on are your wearing podcast them. app. Check them out. Scott, good game. Thank you. Yeah, you did a good always, job. Always a good game when yeah, I can get yeah. them all right. I, I didn't even have to repeat any of them. All right. That does it for our show. We're wrapping up. Quick shout out uh, to Canis Hoopus for hosting our show on your website. We have hey, some... I thought we were the hosts of our show. Hey, we're the hosts. But, um, but yes, but they're 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 hosting us digitally. Um, but yeah, we will. Um, we'll have some fun stuff um, coming up this weekend. We have mid season. Uh, the halfway point of the NBA season is right around the corner, so we're gonna have lots of fun content for that. So make sure you're checking out Canis Hoopus. Always some wonderful stuff over there. Also want to shout out the voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves on the radio, Alan Horton. Um, he is listening to our show. Good guy. Thank you very much. He sent us some drops to use. We were complaining that we didn't have any Jeff Teague drops. Now we have one. It's a beautiful shot from Jeff Teague. Right there as it is. We also have some other drops courtesy um, of Alan Horton, uh, obviously. Go ahead, Malloy! Also. So. Also known as Jim Peterson's <laughs> ringtone there. <laughs> exactly. So we want to say thank you to Alan Horton for listening and also for sending us some drops. It was very nice. If you guys ever have any drops for us, you can send them our way. We'll, we love drops. We'll probably put them in the show. Um, but yes. Thanks to the teams that have been coming to Trivia. It's yeah. so fun to see podcast listeners at Trivia. I love seeing all your lovely faces. I can tell you, Neil, we have some very attractive listeners. Oh, darn. And if any you know single women want to meet some young, attractive guys who are into basketball, you know, there's a lot of them. There's also some attractive women who listen to the podcast as well. This is a dating show now. That's what I'm saying. You you know you have something in common you can talk about at the very least. So come to Darby's every Tuesday, 6 p.m. It's trivia. It's free. I host. And then two weeks from now, I'll be doing the Scott Capella round. It's a legendary Name That Tune sound round where I sing all the music wow. a cappella. I do it once a year. It's terrible and hilarious at the same time. You don't want to miss it. So come to Trivia Darby's. It's fun. Draw a tree up next to your team name. You get an extra point just for listening to this podcast. It's called the Podcast Point. All right. Thank you for listening to our show, everybody. We'll be back next week with another one. Have a good one. Bye. But that's the thing. That. Like, you claim to be good at these games, and how do we know? For one, I've never, how ever do, claimed to ha- be good at You've claimed to be good at spades. I haven't claimed to be good at spades. Yes, you have. I've claimed to be the best, because that's <laughs> what I am. I'm definitely the best at dominoes. Like, okay, so how do we know? I mean, can we get like some game footage? Check my track record. Check the track record. You gotta go ask her. Who everybody. have you played in the league that gave you like the best run for your money with those Nobody. games? Not Nobody. Not dominoes. What about spades? A lot of people play spades. Spades is it's kind of hard though because it's like the the cards you dealt, and if you're playing with just a not so intelligent partner, partner. like DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, the dude's just not. I mean, come on, going Texas A&M. Says it all about DJ right there. Says it all. So spades isn't a strength. Nah, blocking <laughs> shots and dunking is. Yeah. Who else is Who else has been bad? Aaron Brooks. Eric Brooks is terrible.
Okay, who's Aaron been, who's been good? Um, Melo's Melo's nice. Really? Yeah. I can. See I that. hate giving Melo props too, but why? I just I don't I don't know. <laughs> can never say anything nice to Melo. Guess he'll just take it, run yeah. with it. <laughs> he hasn't returned a favor. He's never nice to anybody.